welcome to the Hope and Coffee podcast, episode 16 of season 6 with me, Rob Linzel. And today we are going to start by looking at 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 5 to 8. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 5 to 8, as taken from the NIV translation. You know we never used flattery, nor did we put on a mask to cover up greed. God is our witness. We were not looking for praise from people, not from you or anyone else, even though as apostles of Christ we could have asserted our authority. Instead we were like young children among you. Just as a nursing mother cares for her children, so we cared for you, because we loved you so much. We were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. So today's episode of Hope and Coffee starts with a confession. This is not the original introduction as I have completely rewritten it. The problem with the original introduction was that I wanted to try and do as I always do and capture the imagination with something random, a story of sorts that was out of the box. Yet unusually enough for me, I was inspired not by the random quote that caught my attention whilst watching TV or a movie. I didn't hear a song that made me consider an aspect of faith. No, today's episode of Hope and Coffee was inspired by something serious. A book I'm reading with my life group, covering seven weeks of evangelism and witnessing as the topic. However, some confusion between what we thought we should be doing and what we did meant in week one we covered two chapters instead of one. Now, quite by chance, what inspired me was the word story. And that's exactly what I just told you. I told you the story of completely reinventing the introduction of this episode of Hope and Coffee and the inspiration behind today's podcast, which is actually my point. Stories are so important. It's what draws us in. It's what captures the imagination. And it is the story of Christ that draws us in when we first met with him. The story of God's only son dying for us so that we can have a relationship with the living God, the creator of the universe. But the most amazing thing is that it's also our story. And we all have our own unique story to tell. Yet let's pause here to look at Mark chapter 5 verses 1 to 20. Mark chapter 5 verses 1 to 20 as taken from the NIV translation. They went across the lake to the region of Gerasenes. When Jesus got out of the boat a man with an impure spirit came from the tombs to meet him. This man lived in the tombs and no one could bind him anymore not even with a chain. For he had often been chained hand and foot, but he tore the chains apart and broke the irons on his feet. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and in the hills he would cry out and cut himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and fell on his knees in front of him. He shouted at the top of his voice, what do you want with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? In God's name, don't torture me. For Jesus had said to him, Come out 
of this man, you impure spirit? Then Jesus asked him, What is your name? My name is Legion, he replied, for we are many. And he begged Jesus again and again not to send them out of the area. A large herd of pigs were feeding on the nearby hillside. The demons begged Jesus, send us among the pigs, allow us to go into them. He gave them permission and the impure spirits came out and went into the pigs. The herd, about 2,000 in number, rushed down the steep bank into the lake and were drowned. Those tending the pigs ran off and reported this in the town and countryside, and the people went out to see what had happened. When they came to Jesus, they saw the man who had been possessed by the legion of demons, sitting there, dressed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. Those who had seen it told the people what had happened to the demon-possessed man, and told about the pigs as well. Then the people began to plead with Jesus to leave their region. As Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him. Jesus did not let him, but said, Go home to your own people and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. So the man went away and began to tell the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him and all the people were amazed. Now as we look at Mark's gospel not only is it a fantastic story for us to draw from but also it's an incredible story for this man who was possessed. Bear in mind we have no reason to believe that this man had any knowledge of Jesus or what was happening in the world. He was possessed by many so many that when asked by Jesus, the man replied, My name is Legion, for we are many. Now this man was an outcast, even feared by those who knew him. They had tried to imprison him in the tombs, even going as far as to chain him. Yet the man had tore off the chains. It already paints a very vivid picture, and yet there's more. Jesus enters the picture and he casts out the spirit possessing the man into a nearby herd of pigs who then rushed into the lake and were drowned. But this is where it gets really interesting. Those tending the pigs ran to tell others who then came to see. And when they arrived, they saw the man who had been possessed sitting calmly and dressed and they were afraid. Now, I don't know about you, but I would have been relieved because I would have lived in fear of the man when he was possessed, a man who could not be contained. Yet they feared Jesus and in an unusual turn of events, they beg him to leave. So Jesus is about to leave and the man who had been possessed begged to go with him. But Jesus says, go home and tell the people how much the Lord has done for you. In other words, Jesus sends the man to be a witness. And what an amazing story the man has to tell. And unsurprisingly, we hear that everyone was amazed. But let's pause here for just a moment to return to scripture. And let's look at Mark chapter 16, verse 15. Mark 
chapter 16, verse 15, as taken from the NIV translation. He said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. So at this point, I think we need to acknowledge the Great Commission. Now, I have done an entire episode dedicated to this, the episode being called The Great Commission. However, as good as the episode was, I have found new inspiration to share on fulfilling this command. We are called to share the gospel, to be witnesses for Christ. Yet in true human nature, we often overcomplicate things. What holds us back more often than not is fear. Fear of getting it wrong, fear of not having the answers, fear of looking stupid, so many fears. But we aren't called to know it all, we are called to witness. Now, if we are called to court to be a witness, we are called to share what we know, what we have seen or heard. We are called to paint part of the picture as the case is built. Notice how I use the word part. Now let's return to the man in Mark's gospel, formerly known as Legion. No religious background, as far as we know, no knowledge of Jesus and seemingly no awareness at all. But does that stop him being a witness? No, it makes him the prime witness. He was there, he lived it, he saw it. It happened to him. That's what Jesus knew when he told the man to go tell everyone that the man's story was the witness. And therein lies the point. We don't have to know all the answers or have a religious background. We just need to share our story. What is it Jesus has done for us? How have our lives changed because of Christ? We only need to share what we know, not be the one man or woman encyclopedia of knowledge. However, let's pause again to look at God's word and let's look at 1 Peter chapter 3 verse 15. 1 Peter chapter 3 verse 15 as taken from the NIV translation. But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. As I said at the start of this episode of Hope and Coffee, the inspiration behind this episode was the word story, as taken from the book my life group is reading and studying, Living His Story by Hannah Steele. It's incredibly in-depth and for me it is both an enjoyable read and a tough read. I've always enjoyed a challenge and being challenged but Hannah's book with its long chapters crammed with plenty to think about presents me a challenge to read it as my ADHD makes me easily distractible and also means my concentration levels struggle when faced with lots of information. But I'm going off on a tangent here. So coming back to Peter, we are told to always be prepared to respond when asked about our faith. Okay, 
So Peter actually tells us to be prepared to defend our hope in Christ. But for me, hope in Christ is why I have faith. The point here is to be prepared. And so far in Hannah's book, preparation has been a theme. One of the challenges to come from the chapters read so far and the subsequent discussions was can we give a testimony in 60 seconds? Now, for me, having ADHD, this is particularly poignant because if the first 60 seconds doesn't get my attention, I find it very hard to remain focused. And with this challenge, the point is to grab the listener's attention within 60 seconds and so hopefully spark a deeper conversation. Yet it can be hard, some may say impossible, to put how you feel for Christ and what he means to you into 60 seconds. Which is why preparation is always key. And it's not just with having a 60 second testimony, but also to respond to questions asked about our faith. However, let's pause here to look at Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then you will be prosper and succeed in all you do. So how do we prepare? Well, as I've said countless times on Hope and Coffee, we study scripture. We get to know God's word so that we can be prepared when asked about our faith. But it goes deeper the knowledge of scripture and this is where story is so important it's our story it's our experience of God what he has done for us and we are all wildly different we all have a different story to tell maybe you have a dramatic and life-changing story or maybe your story is quite subtle as you grew up knowing Christ the point I want to make here is that it doesn't matter. It's how you tell your story that counts. Are you the typical image of a Christian, sharing faith using Christian jargon and looking miserable as you share good news? Or when you share, do you do so with passion, using your own words that people relate to, with a smile on your face that is infectious? And most importantly, are you adaptable. That's to say, if you are prepared to share your faith, can you go with the flow of the conversation if it strays from what you have prepared to say? You see, preparation is important. Passion is important. Adaptability is important. But there's one more key. Acceptance. Acceptance that you won't always get it right. But that's okay. There may be times we mess up. We don't have all the answers. Just our experience of God in our faith. Which leads me quite nicely to the final verse for this episode. So let's pause one last time and return to scripture to look at Romans 12 verse 2. Romans chapter 12 verse 2. That's taken from the NIV translation. Do not conform to the patterns of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will.
When we commit our lives to Christ, we become a new creation. We die to our old selves and we are born to a new spiritual life. This alone is a big part of our story, or it should be. As followers of Christ, we should strive to live godly lives, which in turn become a witness to our faith. Of course, the reality is that life is full of challenges that push us and pull us in all directions, making it hard to live the godly lives we long for. I myself can honestly say I'm far from where I'd like to be and where I'm sure God wants me to be. Yet that's kind of my point. We are a continual work in progress, never truly complete until we leave our physical bodies behind to meet with God. But then we wouldn't have a testimony without struggles and hardship. After all, as I've said before, testimony starts with test. Without what we go through, we become the goody-two-shoes Christian stereotype that for me doesn't exist. Life is messy, therefore we get messy, but it is Christ who makes us clean. So when telling our story, we don't want to be trying to present ourselves as perfect, but Christ makes us perfect. Never be ashamed of the dirt you've picked up through living. It's that dirt that unbelievers will relate to. And so today I want to leave you with the following challenge. Be bold and courageous. Share your story with someone when the opportunity presents itself. And it will. But share your story with passion. Using your own words and being open and vulnerable by sharing the imperfections because it's Christ's perfections we bring glory to. Let us pray. Father God, as I bring this episode of Hope and Coffee to a close, I want to thank you that I am imperfect, but that I am made perfect in Christ. Father God, I pray that for myself and my brothers and sisters in Christ that we wouldn't be ashamed of the dirt in our lives because life is messy and it is that dirt that unbelievers are drawn to that they can relate to they don't want perfection from those who are telling the story they want to hear the story of a perfect God so Lord help us to be vulnerable when we are sharing, help us to remember that it is our story that is important, not knowing it all, not having all the answers, but what you have done for us and sharing what you have done for us. Help us to be bold in sharing. Help us to be bold in our vulnerability as we share how good you have been to us in our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen.